Eccentric Podcast with Rafi and Klee. Hola, you amazing artist. It's Rafi and Klee. And today we're going to talk about, what are we talking about? How to manage life and art and commissions and everything else. Basically, how to manage crazy is what we call it. Klee and I yeah. have become very good at managing crazy over the years. But sometimes you get too much crazy yes. on your plate and then you find that you can't manage it all yeah, in any kind of reasonable way. Indeed. It, you know, There are times where, and we're going to talk about that, where it's like leveling up in not only your career, but in life, especially when you're doing the art thing, because it... Doing art for a living is not like having a regular job. It is it is more of a lifestyle. And as you progress through your career, things are going to change. Mm-hmm. Certain things are going to change. Priorities are going to change. Um, all kinds of things. And you you end up you end up leveling up to uh, a different level. And then when you do that, you do have to reevaluate and think about how you're spending your time. Um, so that's some of the things that we're going to talk about here. And for everybody that's listening to this, with us are our awesome rogue artist family. Um, so if you hear us reading comments, that's what we're doing. We are uh, reading their brilliant comments or their on, questions or questions on this particular subject. So, yes. yeah. So let's uh, let's let's get into it. Okay. So the core of this question comes from Dana, who basically like it's the holiday season right now, uh, as we know. <laughs> And Dana um, does a, a ton of commissions during the holiday season. Her Santa portraits in particular. Dana, Dana has some amazing Santa Claus portraits that she does and other, other things for the yeah. holidays. And, you know, it keeps her pretty busy. So Dana wants to know, like, the year's been really crazy. The, there's a lot of family stuff, some sad family stuff that's happened. Uh, other things that have come up that have just kept her out of the studio. And then when she finally gets back to the studio, she's overwhelmed with commissions um, and she doesn't really get to paint freely. And so the first question is, how do you combat that? She said, sometimes I want to quit taking commissions, but at the same time, it's really steady as far as income. Um, And like, what if I had a deadline on my commissions? What would that look like? Um, she mentions that she works in oils and it can take up to three months sometimes to do a commission. So it's not like she can take on a ton of them, uh, um, at the time. And basically the, the crux of it is like the commissions give her a lot of anxiety. Right. Um, family stuff and life stuff can give you a lot of anxiety if you have an overwhelming amount of things going on. And so basically how do you juggle life commissions and art career during the crazy times and really during any time without like losing it. <laughs> yeah. And especially if you get to a point where you're getting a lot of anxiety um, because you have commissions that you're taking on. Um, I don't, I hardly ever experience that anymore with the commissions that I do. I know that you still will still, experience that. Yeah. On occasion, on a difficult one or on a contract, I'm sweating bullets over a contract job that I have right now, <laughs> but I'm getting through it. <laughs> and the thing is, I think that at the end of the day, um, I've gotten really good at giving myself permission to take my time with the commissions. Um, because 
one of the things that I used to do back in the day is that I would give, like, if I thought to myself, like, okay, well, this will maybe take me a month to finish, or this will take me two weeks to finish. That was what I would quote the person that was commissioning me. I would tell him, yeah, I could get this done in two weeks, or I could get this done uh, in a month. And what I've realized over the years is that I need to give myself more time. Now, when you end up giving yourself more time, uh, you also want to make sure that you give yourself deadlines. Yeah, don't uh, because if not, it'll. It, no matter how much time you give yourself, you'll end up waiting to the very last moment to work on it. Mm-hmm. So, when it comes to the commission part of it, and in dealing with um, people. Because it's always good, Dana. That, like that's a. It, it, I know that it sounds, um, like I'm. I'm not. I'm like I'm making light of it, but it is a good problem to have. That your work is in that demand. Sh- that your work is in demand. Definitely, we all love that. Two two things that I look at when that happens, where I get to a point. That's how my prices grew organically. Actually, was because my work would be in demand. And I would have a hard time keeping up. And so, like, I would raise my prices and then I would extend my my lead times. And that was one way that I dealt with doing the commissions. The other part of it is is obviously reevaluating. If you enjoy doing those commissions, right, and it's just the... The pressure. The pressure that you're adding to yourself, that's something that you have control over, mm-hmm. you know, because the pressure... What I've realized over the years is that when people commission me, I, they are the most understanding people. Like these are people that are commissioning me, not just because, you know, they're going to get something that they could get anywhere else. They're commissioning me because they want one of my works of art. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, they're, you know, I, I've, I've hardly ever dealt with anybody that was a problem. And I hardly ever dealt with anybody that if I told them like, Hey, I'm going to need to take an additional few weeks on this or whatever, like that people seem to understand. Mm -hmm. People seem to understand that. Um, So a lot of that, what I realized early on was that a lot of the additional anxiety and pressure that I was putting on myself was me putting that self-induced pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, and I've been on both sides of it, right? I, I've been fortunate enough to have commissions with completely open-ended timelines and I on occasion have dragged them out way longer than they needed to be because I was like, not sure how I was going to approach it or I was scared or whatever. And then I've had some that are like, you know, it's a little high pressure cause it's for a specific date. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've had, I've had some commissions that I have had to turn down because I knew it was going to be a big project and the timeline was not something that I could fit in. Right. Like I need this big piece and I need it in three weeks or something like that, you know? So at that point you just need to say like, well, I, you know, and it's important to let them know, you know, I've had people that have told them like, I'm not going to be able to get it done by that date because you know, I've, I've got a lot going on and maybe it'll be for a birthday or something. And they'll say like, okay, well, what about for next year? Totally. You know, so, um, it's, it's tricky because I know that you're doing these, a lot of these commissions are for the holidays and stuff like that. And obviously if you're gonna, you know, when you, when you do have a deadline like that, it might be important to also set up a time where, 
uh, opening commissions for blank, 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 you know, and then if people contact you throughout the year and they want that, you tell them like, okay, well, I take those commissions on from this time to this time. And, and then the cutoff is this time. Yeah, and the cutoff is this time. Definitely. And yeah, I think it's actually, it's really good to try to have a ballpark idea of like how long each commission takes you on average so that you can say, okay, reasonably I can only take on X amount of commissions every quarter. Yeah. Right. Um, Cameron also brings up a good point, which is something that I've been really trying to do lately also, which is like work on two pieces, one fun piece next to your commission. When you're overwhelmed, work on the fun one to keep your mojo and creativity. I've been really trying to bounce back and forth between like do an order, do a contract job, do a commission, and then do a piece that I want to yeah. make. And Cam um, Cameron, that's a really good point. Cause I mean, that's, that's basically how I, I rarely am I working on just one piece at mm -hmm. a time, you know, because there are several things that could happen. Either A, I'm waiting for something to dry and I, I want to, I want the time that I'm spending in my studio to be me working on something. And the other reason is because, um, you know, when you do run into that mental hurdle where you're like, you've been staring at something, maybe you've reworked it a couple times and you just, you need to walk away. For me, instead of walking away from the studio, like I'll walk away from that painting and go to the next painting and then go to the next painting and the next painting. So usually I do have several pieces going on. So that is a, that is a brilliant brilliant suggestion it is a good way to like step away and still be productive rob says if i'm overwhelmed by the amount of commissions especially this time of the year i'll sometimes direct them to something i have already painted yep that's an option too most yep. definitely rob said that's close to you know something that's close to what they're looking for and offer it maybe at a discounted price than what the commission would cost that's definitely an option if you have something comparable um, and, you know, depending on the commission, if you can do that, that's awesome. And if you can't do that, like Dana's saying that she tells herself she's not going to take any more commissions for a couple of months and then somebody will message and you can't, and you say, can't no. say no. And I, she's like, especially if they're a return customer. And I totally understand that. I think we've all been in that boat we've, we've where all you're like, been there. okay, then I'm going dark. For the next three months, I'm not taking on any commission And then work. that's when everybody comes out of the woodwork. They're like, oh, oh my goodness. Like, yeah. I I just remembered that I need this. Or like, hey, is there any way that, you know, and, and I do have some repeat customers that, that that's, that's my issue is that when it comes to my collectors, a lot of my, especially my very loyal collectors, I am the biggest sucker totally. in the world for <laughs> yeah. them. I, I they're the best. They're they, great. Yeah, they're awesome. So like I want to, I, but one thing that I've gotten very clear on is being completely honest and letting them know, like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try, but if I can't, then I can't, you know, like. Or even saying, like, I would love to do this for you, but is it okay if we move this out on the timeline? Yeah. Like, i.e., I'm going to get started on it two months from now because right now this is what I have going on. Yeah. So, like, don't say no. Like, you could say yes, but if there's not a, like, a set deadline, then maybe try to move it out. Um, and you know, uh, Dana, it might be time to raise your prices. <laughs> yeah. I, and that's, that's one definite thing. That's one thing that I've done is like, whenever that happens, I, I raise my prices. She says, I do juggle several paintings, which can be overwhelming too. Sure. The, the thing about it is like, 
And this is something that I've worked a lot on, Dana. So it's not something that I expect anyone to just be able to jump on that bandwagon um, easily because like it, it's taken me years to get to a place where um, the pressure of finishing a painting um, on time or having several works, like I've really gotten to a place where it just does not stress me. I, like it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to say that when it, because there are other places in, in my life that I, that I still get overwhelmed and stuff and it was very important to me to keep overwhelm and stress out of the studio. Like it, mm -hmm. because that is something that can easily form into a habit. And a, there's a lot of research that's done that like, you know, for example, one of the reasons that you don't um, sit in bed, uh, uh, ideally you don't lay in bed and watch TV from your bedroom is because you want to kind of train your body and your mind that when you lay in bed, it is a place for sleep, yeah, that's, relaxation, you know, that kind of thing. That's why they also say you shouldn't work from bed. Yeah. Like if you do computer work or whatever. No, like... no, like big thinking or like working out of bed. Mm -hmm. Like it's so the space that you're in, the feelings that you bring into that space, it's very important to keep an eye on that. And it's very important to... Be very deliberate about the way that you feel in your studio. We all get frustrated when something's not working out quite Definitely. right. We all get frustrated when whatever, but like it's knowing how to manage that part of it is what's important because a lot of times you'll feel overwhelmed by something in the studio because, or when you feel overwhelmed about mostly anything, it's because there's some kind of, um, some kind of weight that's on your shoulders, some some kind of deadline or some kind of thing where you're afraid that if that happens, that, you know, that, like if you miss your deadline or you get it wrong, that um, that you're going to get in trouble. You know, they, they're, there's these different like little kid feelings that come up with that. And it really is getting to a place where like you just you're, you're doing your best. Mm -hmm. You're doing your best. And that's more than good enough. Yeah. Um, and it, it really is it when it comes to that, when it comes to getting stressed out um, uh, about deadlines or um, the art that you're working on or whether or not you're going to get it right. My experience has been that when I do allow myself to stress out, everything that could go wrong does go wrong. And then. When it does go wrong, I don't know how to deal with it because I'm already in a place of overwhelm and stress. Mm -hmm. So it, it's one of those things that when I'm in my studio, I make sure that I am calm. We, we play music nice and loud. We get in there. We laugh. We tell jokes. If I'm getting something wrong, you know, and that, that was one of the benefits of of growing up with my dad in the jewelry store, like my dad would screw up like $30,000, you know, pieces of jewelry while he was like working on them, creating them or repairing them. Or like a $20,000 diamond would just pop out and just go flying and be gone. And like, you know, instead of, instead of making a big deal out of it, my dad was really good at just saying, ah, fuck. Yeah, he is really good at that. And He'd then be like, on. and then he would move on. He, he would move beat on and like, up. yeah, he doesn't beat himself up. He doesn't get angry. He doesn't get stressed out. He just 
oh, I screwed it up or like I'm not going to be I'm not going to be able to get it done. Let me just do the best that I can. Yeah. And he, he just he just does the best that he can. Because it's not the stuff that we don't it's not that we don't want to create stuff. Right. It's and it's not that you don't want to take commissions. It's not that you don't want to create or whatever. It's really the pressure. It's the stress. At least that's my truth. <laughs> like yeah. I even said the other day, it's it's not that I don't want to do the stuff. It's that I just don't want to feel the pressure. And this time of year, especially, it can this be time hard to keep up with everything. If you have orders, if you have a side hustle, if you have domestic arts, like it can be difficult to just keep the house clean this time of year with everything, you know. And it can be difficult to just keep it all straight in your brain jar as far as, like, what ne- what needs to happen on what day. And when you c- succumb to stress, yeah, like, that's the worst feeling, right? When I know I have a ton of stuff and I'm just not thinking clearly because I'm not in a headspace where I can. And that's one of the things, Dana. It's like, you know, you're working in oils, right? So there is an added anything that I do if if I'm working in oil in oils or a painting or something has a component of oils in it, then I over overestimate estimate the timeline the timeline because there are so many factors involved. You know, I basically pretend that it's just high humidity all the time and this thing is going to take forever to dry. Yeah, that's and then I make it very clear. To the person that wanted it, you know, if they want it quicker, sure, I could do it in acrylic. And, um, you know, in my mind, because I'm very, very used to working with acrylics, things move a lot faster for me. I can do it in oils as well, but the drying times are a killer, especially because with acrylics, drying times, you know, are in between. All right, I'm going to do this layer. I'm going to do this layer. I'm going to do this layer. So like, I know what's going to happen day one. I know what's going to happen day two with, uh, with oils, you know, oils are very forgiving, but at the same time, they take forever to dry. And there are so many factors at, at play yeah. with the dry times. You could do stuff to try and get it to dry to it. a little bit quicker, but like, I've never been successful with getting things to dry. Dana's got one drying dry. now, praying it dries before Christmas, she said. Yeah. Cameron said, what if you just make non-commissioned versions of the Santas or anything that's really popular that you do, right? Start them earlier in the year before the actual orders come in and then only take commissions if they can't find a finished piece yeah. on the site. Yeah, and Cameron, that's that's brilliant. That's yeah. that's the way that's the way to go. And obviously, Dana, you've already you already have a series of these that you've created. I, mm-hmm. I see them every once in a while online and I'm like, oh that's so cool. And it what's funny is that Dana's pieces are recognizable as Dana's Oh definitely. They're Dana's Santa's. Absolutely. And they're they're incredible. They're extremely beautiful and iconic. And Dana I'm pretty sure that you're making prints of all of your originals, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you are. But for anybody that's not and that's facing this, this is one of those reasons that it's a great idea to make prints. However, yes. you're comfortable making prints so that that's an additional thing that you can offer during your busy times. Like maybe you don't have time to take on an original commission for someone, but maybe you can point them in a direction of a print or an original that's already completed to add to the selection of things that they might be able to look at. 
and then maybe talk to them about taking on their commission the following year yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and that, that would be that would be ideal because like at that point if you're getting overwhelmed by the by the amount of work that you have a um you may have to move commissions out. Mm-hmm. B, you need to raise your prices. And C, you got to find an alternative um an alternative option for the person. So Dana says um, that she doesn't do realistic portraits in acrylics or else or she, she would. would. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and, and that's understandable, Dana. Um, the, the thing that I would say is, you know, like, for example, like a lot of, a lot of the works that I have, um, a lot of the original works and a lot of the prints that I do, I do mount them on wood Right. So I'll get a, um, a quarter inch piece of plywood, cut it to the size, do my prints that goes on there with PVA glue. And then I do an acrylic clear self-leveling gel to and it causes the colors to pop and it looks really, really pretty. And then I'll add a little bit of additional texture with um, with acrylic medium. And what that does is it gives me a. Uh, another option for the person to buy that is still handmade because although it's a print, I am adding and accentuating this piece and it's based on an older piece and those don't take me very long to do. And so a lot of times, not this year because we are just hanging by the seat of our pants, but usually every year, um, at least a, a few months before the whole holiday season stuff starts, um, I'll put together a series like that mm-hmm. and I'm able to create, you know, in a very short amount of time, I'm able to create, you know, maybe about 40 or 50 pieces just in case. Dana says, I love your print idea. I don't have time to do the Santas. The commissions I'm working on are portraits. Oh, oh. family members. She said, I do do prints, but that's a whole other can of worms, right? So you probably need time to figure out your print game also and okay. haven't had time for that um so yeah portraits portraits, portraits. that can be a challenge for sure portraits for sure. are a challenge i will tell you this dana i only take on one portrait commission at a time that it's except for that one time that you didn't except for that one time <laughs> that i did it and <clears throat> those were and those were done in acrylic by the way and those, I basically pushed that out to like six months, even in acrylics, um, because I took on two portraits at the same time. I had four other commissions that I was working on. And on top of that, we were preparing for the show. Yeah. Um, so I was working on other other works. I had zero issue letting them know this is going to take another three months. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, and I'd already pushed it out three months and I told him this is going to take another three months. And honestly, it, in my mind, the way that I approach this, I'm very unapologetic about it. Um, because it's like, do you want something good? Cause I can push this out. I fast. <laughs> it's like that chart, right? You could have it good and cheap but not fast, or you could have it good and fast, but not cheap, or you could have it cheap and fast, but not good, but you can't have all three. (laughs) 
yeah now the problem is like if you're doing commissions for christmas yeah that then is... then at that point dana honestly when it comes to commissions for christmas i have there is an open time where people could take on commissions and then you know even if they contact me later and they're like hey is there any way that you could whatever um i'll ask them would it be okay if we scheduled this for next year because i am you know whatever and People will understand yeah. because, you know, they if they knew how to do a portrait, they'd do it themselves. Absolutely. It's, they understand it's, that. It's... Dana, and your portraits are amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, your artwork is amazing. So that's, that's. It's not even a bad idea to put a banner on your website that says like, you know, taking commissions during this time or closed for commissions. Yeah. This closed time. for commissions or taking commissions until this date. Um, that yeah. way commissions for Christmas. She said, yeah. 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 And um, how many do you have Dana? Uh, Rob says, Oh, I see. Sorry. Then you need, need to, to raise, raise your price. prices, limit the number of those types of commissions and cut off in July. Cut it off in July. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like give yourself at least six months um, where the commissions are closed. You've taken everything you can and then you have from July until Christmas. Yep. Um, and yeah, like you said, if anyone reaches out, is there any way that you could blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's not like you want to shut them down, but at the same time, you could say, you know, well, I'm closed for commissions because I'm booked, um, but maybe I can do something for you or can we push it to next year? So that I, I can... I've also had some people where like they wanted a commission and I was like, listen, I am booked for paintings right now but if you want i could do um a sketch i could do a hand-drawn offer them an alternative sketch Mm -hmm. um i I could do that but um you know and and that's that's the thing like it's not the same so they might get i've had one person like get the sketch and then commission me the next year for the painting Rob says, I'll do commissions in abstract right up to the 1st of November, but that's in acrylics, and I'm through with my festivals and shows, so by then the stress is low. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to consider how many things are you do you have going on at any given time if you don't have time for simple things like self-care or doing laundry or going to the grocery store, then you have most certainly piled too much on your plate. Family issues are are always going to come up. They're always going to come up. Especially, it seems, especially around the holidays. That can be really difficult. That can take a huge emotional toll on your ability to keep yourself going or the ability to work in your studio at all. So it's like, give yourself wiggle room. Extend your timelines and maybe take on less commissions. And one thing that I've learned the hard way is a lot of this comes down to the fear of letting people down, and it's just a lot better to be straightforward with people in a kind way than to try to do something that you kind of know you can't do and then be under pressure with it and then potentially not be able to, to pull it off anyway. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's the thing, Dana, and that's that's what I'm suspecting because whenever I get overwhelmed in the studio with the amount of work that I have, there the motivation behind it is either uh, a I'm, you know, for whatever reason, I might be in a position where I'm desperate to make money. So I'm taking on everything instead of looking at whether or not I could handle that. That does not happen as often as it used to in the early, early days. 
Um, the other one is I'm afraid to let people down. You know, like this person came to me for a commission. How can I say no to that? Right. And understanding that like it's a it's an open dialogue between you and that person. And the only information that they have to go on is the fact that you are busy. And what I've realized over the years or whatever it is that you're telling them, what, I, what I've realized over the years is that if I take on a commission, no matter how well-meaning I am, if I get stressed out by the amount of work that I have, then they're not, they're really not going to get the best of me. Right. You know, not, they're not going to get the best of me in the art that I create. And they're also not going to get the best of me in my attitude towards them, you know, because it's easy to, Having a lot of commissions is great as long as you are not making it work. Uh, it, well, as long as you're making it work by not taking on too many commissions. That, right. that was, that was a, a, a bad play on words. But if you are overwhelmed and stressed out and it's not fun anymore and it gets to the point where you don't even want to do them. Um, this is something I have heard from so many artists when it comes to commissions. It's like, they're amazing. And I agree. Commissions are awesome. They're amazing. They challenge us. They're special. It's just being really clear with yourself and your clients and being really honest when, you know, what, about what you can pull off for them. I had a, a, a friend recently reach out about a commission and a, I said, oh, you know, I've mostly been saying no to that lately, <laughs> but it's you. So, but because it's you and I want to do this, can we push this to the spring? Cause there's just no yeah. way I'm going to get it done for you during the holiday season. There's just no way it would be a mess, you know? So, and it's, it's important Dana, because this is your time. This mm -hmm. is your time that you are dedicating to your art and your art career there will always be somebody there that wants a commission. And that's awesome. There will always be somebody there. So your job is to manage how many commissions you have going on at once that allows you the free time to be able to work on something else, you know, where it's not just a bunch of commissions in the studio, like Cameron had said. Like you want to work on your for fun things, whatever it is, but you're going to have to place that out there. And the problem is that a lot of us, it's like, well, that's, you know, that's good income. If I take less, then it's less. Well, raise your prices, you know, that'll help deter mm -hmm. some people. Um, the other one is be very specific. There has been several artists in history that their business model for their art was to only work on three or four commissions a year. And they charged all kinds of money for those three or four commissions because they were, you know, exclusive. Mm -hmm. They were exclusive. You had to sign up with this person for like six years before they even started working on your commission. Yeah, totally. So don't don't be afraid to give yourself the time to enjoy what you're doing. Because ultimately, the people that are going to commission you, they want that from for you. 
they want you to enjoy the process of creating their work. Definitely. I would hope so in all cases. That's yeah. how I... And if they don't, then they're not your people. <laughs> that's, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> then direct them to this funny website that specifically puts whack stank energy into their art <laughs> just to be funny. Um, th there really is a guy who's like, I will make your piece of art with like the most whack energy I, possible. I will thinking. be so hateful when I create your artwork. <laughs> no, yeah. like, it's a funny shtick, but most people don't want that. Cameron said, um, commission season has ended. Commissions open up again for Christmas at this time. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Be willing to say that. Be willing to post that on your website. Yep. Esther make it, make it public. Mm -hmm. Speak, speak it. Speak it out there. Yeah. We all, we could all use practice at that probably. Yeah. Esther said, I had my clay commissions open, but then the ones I was already working on were not working out. So I closed, I closed them. them knowing <laughs> I wanted to get the ones in process done right, even if I had to restart them. Good thinking, yeah. Esther. Good job. Kelly said, I tell people I could do it, but I make sure they know that I have a full-time job and a house to tend, so I can't provide you with a done date. Yeah. And then that's a way to go about it too. Like Absolutely. Kelly's taking commissions only if there's open-ended timeline. Yeah. I'm going to take the commission. Um, I can't tell you when I'm going to get it done, you know, so I can't promise you that it'll be done in a month. I've had people commission me and be like, well, I need it for next year. And I'm like, great. You know, because mm -hmm. at some point I'm going to get it done this year. Most definitely. Rob said, uh, Dana, not getting personal here, but what percentage of your yearly income is made doing commissions at Christmas? For a lot of us, you know, Christmas is a very lucrative time of year. For some of us, not so much. Some of us are just kind of steady going. Um, and it depends on how much you are able to take on. Some years you're going to be like a superhuman who's able to take on all the things at Christmas and some years, like the position we're in right now, we're simply not able to take on as much this year as normal. We had to drop things. We had to push things back. This year, and, and that's one of the things that we're going to talk about is the fact that we're planning a hard reset. Mm -hmm. Because of the move last year or at the beginning of this year, you know, you guys know that we moved last year and we had trouble getting the art studio up. The art studio was closed down for six months. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden there was an influx of commissions the moment that we opened it. So a lot of other things went to the wayside. I was writing a book. We were finishing the book. Um, there were, the website didn't get it maintained. You know, a lot of things ended up happening where we get to the end of the year and I'm like, I don't have any time to get into studio and work on commissions. Um, and, you know, which for me, Commissions in the wintertime sometimes happen. It's not, the, the holidays for me are not a big thing. That's why I focus mostly on calendars and I focus on like postcards and like things like that. Um, I, do, I do okay, but I don't, I don't rely on commissions for the wintertime. It's not part of my, my business plan. Stuff gets a little bananas for me. But things get very bananas for Clee. <laughs> And even, but even still, like, I like getting in the studio. I like working on things. And there are times, Dana, where when, when I talk about doing a hard reset, what I mean is, like, as you grow through your career, right? Because when you first get started, like, you're taking on, you're like, oh, I'm busy. And you've got, like, one or two commissions in your studio. And then maybe you've got a few art shows that are happening. And you're kind of, like juggling these few things and then the more you get into it the more your stuff becomes in demand 
the more busy you are. And at that point, you really do have to do a hard reset. We've done several hard resets throughout our career and our life where things change, right? You've maybe leveled up and you have to look and see like, okay, what kind of things am I going to drop off, right? What kind of things, not that they don't work, maybe they work. Maybe you're financially, you're doing well with this, but you really don't enjoy doing this, mm-hmm. right? Like you really don't like, and I'm talking about like where you really don't enjoy doing this, not something where like, oh, it stresses me out yeah, or like whatever. You don't, even with when you're in a good mood, you still don't want to do it yeah, kind of exactly. thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Dana says that she's got commissions all year long, but it really ramps up during the holidays got because it. of the Santas. And then when you throw the commissions on top of it, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty busy. Right. Cameron's asking like, what stuff are you resetting during the hard reset, your schedule or your best practices? Everything. 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 Especially this one that's about to happen. We're literally going to look at everything we do for the business, every aspect of the business, every component that makes up every aspect of the business and reevaluate whether it's going to continue to happen. And then in our personal lives, in the house, upkeep, the regular stuff, the commitments locally that were fun this past year, but we probably overcommitted way too soon yeah. to things so, locally. So because, because there was a big change, right? So like us moving... Um, to a completely different place uh, than we were to a house compared to a very, very, you know, a 700 square foot apartment to, um, you know, a new area where we're like reestablishing ourselves and, and things like that. A lot of the stuff that we took on while we were where we were um, was manageable. You know, we're able to manage crazy but then when a big change happens in your life, or even a small change, you have to stop and reevaluate and decide what is this going to look like moving forward? Can right? I maintain this? Can I maintain this? And keep this my health. And keep my health and have free time to enjoy life, have free time to mm-hmm. be inspired to paint, have time to get into the studio and work on art. And the problem was that because there were a lot of things that happened and you have to kind of like look at your life in that way as, as a big overall thing, not just this one change, but you know, 2020 happened. So we were inside. So we took on a lot more responsibilities on the internet and then 2021 happens and you know, things open up slowly, but it's still kind of closed down. Then we moved to a new town and then 2022 happens and more local events are happening and we're in a new town. So we're trying to establish ourselves and on top of that, manage everything else that we're trying to do while we're trying to repair a house. And, you know, so it's always like something. And usually the case is that multiple things are getting are falling to the wayside. Multiple yeah. things are falling behind. Cameron said nothing breaks a mood like a house that never seems to stay clean for more than a few moments. <laughs> is the truth. I'm looking around as we're deciding this hard reset is coming in. And I'm like, things are bothering me. Like things need done around yeah. the house. Just normal stuff. What that hard reset is going to look like for us. And this, 
honestly, I feel like January is a really good time to do it. So that's when we're planning on initiating it. I wanted to get to a point where we did it now. I was like, I don't care about holiday commissions. I don't care about any of that stuff. I, like, I, just, I don't want to. Yeah. And then I realized like we're going to do our live sale. Yeah. Um, and, and I just have stuff going on that I did commit to. So yeah. Um, what it's going to look like is probably everything is going to come to a, a halt in January, like um, possibly even the media stuff. Um, basically, everything will go on pause while we reevaluate and look at each individual thing. Uh, existing things like existing commissions um, will either go on hiatus or maybe we'll slowly work through them when we have a little bit of time during that hard reset Obviously, things still have to happen, like, you know, grocery well, shopping and yeah, shoveling groceries, snow. And... But I mean, but that's that's part of it. The The thing is putting in the focus where you're taking a look at you basically when you do a hard reset, you do a brain dump and you do a brain dump for these are the things that I have going on in my business, in my art business. These are the things that I have going on in, you know, if you if you have a job. Um, a, a side hustle, a corporate side hustle. You take a look at your job and you're like, okay, what do I have going on there? How much time am I, then you, how much time am I spending there? Am I spending too much time? Am I over, you know, extending myself? How much time am I spending in the studio? What is it that I'm working on? Do I want to work on this? Do I want to do that? How am I spending my free time? Do I have any free time? What am I doing? And you kind of look at, you look at all of that stuff and you just go through the list and you decide, like, is this practical? Is this something that I really want to do? And do I have the time to do this? And if I have the time to do this, to what extent do I have the time to do this? Exactly. Do I need to scale it back a little? Yeah. You know, maybe I can do this at half at half yeah. the rate that I, or, you know, ha maybe I can do half of this thing that I do. Um and I think also during that time, if anything new comes out of the woodwork, because it will, like Dana said, she says, I'm going to take a break and then something. So during your hard reset, if anything new comes out of the woodwork, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm going to respond to that right now. Here's what's going on. And I'm actually evaluating stuff. So I, if it's okay, I'll reach out to you. And And that's the thing I think. You know, it's important to note that, like, everything is connected in one. Because, like I said, the art stuff is not a job. The art stuff is part of your lifestyle. Because mm -hmm. Dana was talking about, you know, she's got her studio at home, so sometimes she has a hard time separating the stuff that she has to do at home, you know, like chores and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's one of the things that I look at and I'm realizing, like, there needs to be a hard... There needs to be a reset here because... Um, for the most part, we're good at keeping things tidy and things are okay, but you know, like vacuuming needs to happen. Things like that need to happen. Yard work, forget yard work we this just... year. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> um, but like it's, it's taking a look at all of it, all of it. And mostly telling you, asking yourself, what does, what does a perfect day look like for me? What does a good day look like for me? And getting out of the place, because most of this is, you know, Cameron, most of this is mental. Um, and that's, that's what I'm saying to you too, Dana. When it comes down to this, a lot of this is mental. And a lot of this, you know, we work for ourselves. 
And we're the ones that are putting in all of these rules and regulations that keep us in a place where you just feel like you are never going to catch up. And it's that feeling. And, and Dana, it's important to really, really know why it is important to set those boundaries and say, you know, I can only take on this many commissions. And even though you really want to say yes, that you might have to say, no, not this year, but maybe we could talk about next year mm -hmm. is because when you feel that you cannot catch up, that is a quick route to burnout. Totally. Yeah. And, and if you burn out on your art, it is really hard to get back to it from a place of love and, and whatever. So one thing to make sure that you do is that you protect the way you feel about creating art. And if it means that you have to tell someone, I'm sorry, I can't take on that commission this year, but maybe we could talk about next year, then that is important. Most definitely. Because if you don't, if you stretch yourself too thin, as much as you genuinely want to give, you just won't be able to. No, and trust us, like, even if you can mentally slog through it, like, your body starts to retaliate. Yes. Um, and so, and then, you know, then you're not going to, if, if you sacrifice your health to, to slog through stuff continually for a long amount of time, then you will take yourself out of commission anyway, you and, know? Um, so that's something to think about. Protect how you feel about your art. Dana said, I'm definitely mental. <laughs> Cameron said, um, pandemic version of your business doesn't mesh well with a non-pandemic version of your business. Yes. You probably need to balance internet activity and in-person. Oh, it's, it's all of it, Cameron. Totally. It's all of it. With, with this move in particular, it is all of it. Totally. We just did not... It is in-person. It is... On the internet, it is, you know, we have this amazing community online, but we we didn't have the systems in place to be able to, so like with all of the online stuff, I constantly feel like I'm behind. With all of the in-person stuff, we constantly feel like we're behind. So it's like the hard reset is like, okay, this, we need to look at all of it and decide where are we going to go from here. And establish and es sustainable things. And establish something sustainable. And I think that it's important for everybody to do that when you're growing. Like I said, yeah. I've done several hard resets. I did a hard reset when I left the flea market in the early days and started doing the market. We did a hard reset when the pandemic times happened. Yeah, we did a hard reset when um, when you were still doing the market and mm -hmm. then I was at home. Like There are several points where it's time for you to level up. And sometimes leveling up means doing less of something that you used to do a lot of. Yeah. And, you know, where your priorities lie, because your priorities are constantly changing. It's like you have to make a really long jump, and you have to do the crouch before you jump. You have to you have to get down and get in a crouch. The crouch is the hard pause, so that you can spring back into action. You got to crouch before you jump, you guys. <laughs> Words of wisdom. That's, You're welcome. That is definitely a t-shirt. Shroy agrees everyone should all do a reevaluation. I I yeah. find it to be um, so incredibly important it, it <laughs> that is. I don't have words. For. It is. Mm -hmm. uh, Esther said, I have a commission I'm working on that the client gave me an absolute open timeline on. That's yeah, always really that's, nice. That's really good. That, that's those really are good. really nice. And then you can really, like, you know, you can really do your... 
do your best work and not feel that pressure. Uh, Esther said, I think it's important what Rafi said about feeling anxious or pushed or overwhelmed. It can become a habit. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And that's, that's the thing to keep an eye on. If you are doing anything that is causing you to have anxiety or be overwhelmed or anything like that, like you have to look at not the symptom as the problem. You have to look at what is causing the problem to begin with. And most of the time it's us. It's what we are thinking. It's, it's our inability to set boundaries. It's our inability to say, Hey, you know what? I need to be able to back off here. You see that happen with, uh, with everybody, with artists, you see that happen with YouTubers all the time mm -hmm. because, you know, maybe they became semi-popular uh, talking about one subject or something. And then they realize like, well, I didn't want to talk about that subject or I've evolved or I've changed. And then they're terrified to do a hard reset and change it up. So instead they keep doing the same thing, even though their heart isn't into it. And eventually the channel just, they burn out mm -hmm. and it dies. And you, because the more you do something, because you think that that's, that's what works. So I have to do that. You know, a lot of us, that's the choices that I made when I was working in the corporate world, right? I wasn't doing it because I wanted to do it. I was doing it because I was getting paid to do it. And that's what worked because I didn't think that I could walk away from that and do something that I love doing successfully, right? And my biggest thing when it comes to being an artist is not turning this lifestyle that I love into a chore, into something that I am not happy with. And Dana, that's, that's the reason that you set those boundaries. That's the reason that you say no to a commission, because you do not want to take those feelings into this thing that you love doing. Mm -hmm. Right. And that goes, that's so counter and it's it's so counter to like the hustle culture of like take this and do do and do this and do and all that like hustle stuff. I'm sorry to anybody out there that loves hustling. It's just not sustainable. No, it is not sustainable. You did you can't you have to always think long term. Like if this is stressing me out now, it's not going to get any better. It's going to get worse. And so, like, I need to nip this in the butt right now and change some things. So raise your prices, extend your deadlines, shut off your deadlines at a certain point so that you don't turn this beautiful thing that you do into something that stresses you out. Most definitely. Maybe you have to be a little ruthless about your self-preservation. And, you know, it's okay if you have stints of time where a lot's going on and you have to like manage a little extra crazy, but it can't be the norm, you know? My biggest issue of overwhelm is from overly dependent family it affects my mood. So shut down. I shut down and I don't create said Sarah and Dana said Sarah the same when it comes to that, that again, you know, and I think the word ruthless is good. I always love using ruthless for like in love. Like I am ruthlessly in love with myself and with Klee. Um, I love it because it, it, when you're ruthless, it means you just don't stop. Mm -hmm. I think when it comes down to that kind of thing, it's you do have to set those boundaries. I've got four kids. 
right? And I love my kids to death, but boundaries are set with my kids. It has to be. Mm-hmm. Because if the boundaries are not set, then what ends up happening is my time, I get spread too thin. And so if somebody is demanding of my time, I'm sorry. But if I don't take care of myself, I cannot do anything for anyone else. You Absolutely. Know? It's it, so true. And it just, you, you have to, you have to be willing to not become the martyr in your own head. And I say that because there were so many years that I didn't set boundaries and didn't, you know, whether it was friends, family or whoever, that I didn't set the boundaries, you know, and I blame them for why it was that I was feeling the way that I was feeling when ultimately it was me. I had trained them to treat me that way. You know, that's, that's really what it came down to. So it's, it's, Hard reset, setting boundaries, um, whether it's in in personal life or in business or, you know, setting boundaries just to do laundry. You know, that's it's it's like they're Uh, in all the areas. Yeah, in all the areas. Yeah. Uh, Rachel said, I left the hustle back in the 70s where it belongs. <laughs> that made me giggle very much. I like it. Dana said, "Thanks for all the great advice. It totally helps." Good, Dana. Good. This is it this is a difficult subject to talk about because there's so many so many directions and so many variations and so many ways that you could go. I'm glad that we're talking about it because it really is something that is Oh yeah, we. I think it's like Diane says. Thank you for your thoughts on boundaries and setting limits. I'm in a dark place today because I forgot that, and I needed to hear something logical to snap me out of it. Yeah, I feel like me and Rafi needed to talk about this subject just yeah. as much because it's it's a thing that's pervasive. In the creative world, we love what we do, but we can really easily get overwhelmed. And our job is emotions. Like, (laughs) it has a lot to do with how we feel. And it's like, if we let that slide uh, and just keep letting it slide and keep letting it slide, you do. You find yourself in ill health, in a dark place, unable to focus. And And the thing is that, like, so even in corporate, so in corporate, I was a corporate trainer. And one of the things that we would train people was on attitude, right? Now, in in the corporate, because uh, I was behavioral, uh, took like behavioral science things and stuff like that for employee productivity, right? So a lot of the stuff that I was teaching in corporate was psychology of adapting your attitude and, you know, staying in a good... Now, in corporate, a lot of it was like, you know, these people weren't getting paid enough money to do what they were doing. So how can we trick them into um, feeling emotionally tied to what they're doing in order to be more productive? Shady. We, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't have to do that. Right. We don't have to do that. But really, a lot of the same things come in there. Like, if you in any shape, way, shape, or form are feeling negativity towards what you are doing, um you know, that wasn't the reason that you started creating art in the first place. It, you know, there there are challenges there, sure, but, like, you do not want to overstretch yourself. You do not want to spread yourself too thin. 
and you do want to set those boundaries and make sure like, hey guys, you know, uh, even if it's family, if it's kids, whatever, I love you, but you're going to have to back off right now. You know, and that's that's in a worst case scenario. If it's somebody that wants a commission, then it's like, I love you, but let's talk about next year. You're gonna have to back off for the month of December. <laughs> You're gonna have to back off for December. I mean, that's where I am, kind of with with family right now. Like, if anybody, if you know, for December or January, like I'm looking forward to us time, to the hard reset, to reevaluating things. And there's a big possibility that I'm going to have family that is going to be like, hey, we'd like to come out to the Sunflower House for the and, I, and I'm going to be, no, no. Right. I'm sorry, but you're going to need to back off. Besides, That's basically what I'm going to there's say. There's a lot more to do when it's not snowy yeah, at the exactly, Sunflower House. Exactly. Yeah. So oh, I loved this conversation. I hope, I hope everybody ha- um, got something out of it. I think it's important for all of us. Yeah. It is. It is. And this was this was a great conversation. Like I said, this was great to talk about because this is where our mind is. And the fact that like January is coming up, January is a perfect time for reevaluation, reset. Maybe even February, too. Yeah. I, I would say hard reset in January, said Dana. Yes. Hard yes. reset. And Dana, you get the opportunity to take a look at next year and decide when it is that you're going to open your commissions to get ready. If you know that the holidays are busy for you, it might be one of those things where you let people know, like, hey, if you want something for Christmas, let me know now because my commissions are going to be closed by such and such date. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, if you've already had to move people to the next year, you can even say, like, so I have a, I have a waiting list right now, so tell me as soon as you know. Yeah. You know, that you're going to want something. Ginny said, I know someone who ended up getting divorced because he took on every art opportunity, then blamed everyone for his not getting things finished. He said he had to be a professional artist now. Whoa. That is not a professional artist. Whoa, yeah. Taking on every art commission is not being a That's not... That doesn't even mean being a professional. No, but see how <laughs> twisted it can get when you buy into the hustle culture thing. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like, hustle culture is not realistic. It is it is popular because you get quick results very fast, but they're not sustainable, right? So the idea is, let's do all this work. All this work, all this work, all this work. Well, guess what? You could do all that work. It's still going to take time. And then you're going to have to reset. You're going to have to hard reset anyway. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, and so it. I would never, because you got to think about it. Like, if I was an artist that just took on every and any commission, what would I be known for? Just taking on every and every commission. Oh, yeah, just give it to Ralphie. He'll do it. He's easy as an artist. Yeah. <laughs> He'll take on anything. He'll take on anything. (laughs) Such a hussy. (laughs) Um, Rachel said, you guys, talk of hard reset made me start jotting notes for 2023 manifestation board. Yes. That's awesome. We're totally going to like storyboard 2023. So we're breaking it into quarters. And this might be another video or podcast topic. It will. We're going to be breaking it into quarters, looking at the major projects, the minor projects, and realistic timelines. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. (laughs) 
Jin just said, hustle culture is icky, like really icky. Like, I think I need a shower icky. Agreed. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, I see a lot of these guys in that and they're just hustle, 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 hustle. They all and I'm look like, so tired. They do. They all look so tired, so exhausted. And I'm like, that's not how I, you don't, that's not life. You know, that's, that's, you, you want to enjoy your life. It's like our friend said, good job, all that work just to die at the end. <laughs> <laughs> None of us want to hustle, 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 and then drop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's not the goal. Cameron said, a ludicrous song just played in my head. Move the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Insert expletives there. Yep. Yep. Well, I, thank you, Dana. For the question. Yes. Um, thank you guys for being here and all your input. You guys are freaking brilliant. Um, thank you for sharing your stories and sharing your tidbits because like there's there was a lot of uh conversation here that I was like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Me too. That's a good point. Yep. But yeah, thank you, Dana. Hopefully that was, you know, I'm I'm telling you, you guys, 2023, January, February, hard reset. Take a look at all of it, right? Mm -hmm. We tend to like look at like, how am I running my business? How do I want to change my business to be able to be more productive for? I would say take a look at all of it. Yeah, totally. Your business, your personal life, your daily habits, the people you surround yourself with. Yeah. And and reevaluate it all. Ginger said, Karoshi is a Japanese term for actually working yourself to death. Just yes. saying, don't do that. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I mean, you know, for me personally, like I left corporate, so I wouldn't be doing that. So <laughs> it's like, you know, and when you when you do have a change, like I said, with us, or let's say you're getting more commissions. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're doing more art shows. Let's say that, you know, you started your business, your your art business, and... Wow, you have a website and you're answering emails now and you're doing stuff. You need to do a reset. You need to do a reevaluation of how it is that you're spending your time so that you don't look up one day and realize that you don't have any time to do anything. Right. That'd be like getting a pet when you don't have time for a pet and then you just continue on life as though you don't have a pet and then your pet is dying because... (laughs) <laughs> because you didn't, you have, didn't, you didn't make. It, it's time not for really your, like a pet. It's like those little. What were those little things called? Tamagotchi. The tamagotchis. Your tamagotchi will die. My tamagotchi if you don't died do a hard reset. all the time because I was just busy with other things. Me too. But that's what having a website is like too. It will die <laughs> if you don't do a hard reset. Your website is your tamagotchi. <laughs> yes, all of it is your tamagotchi. Make sure you make the time for all of it. Don't make it too hard of a reset. Rob, it is going to be a hard reset. So hard. It's going to be. We're going to crouch. The hardest reset. Like you wouldn't believe. Oh my God. Before we leap. I don't even know how crouching before you leap is a reset. How is that a reset? <laughs> I don't know. Your analogy does not make sense. It's the crouch before the leap. <laughs> oh my God. Just think about it. She's going to keep saying this, too, when we're talking about hard reset. She's going to be like, you know, it's the crouch before you leap. Yep. Rob said, I'm doing a reset this winter, too, including a revamp of my studio. I'll send pictures. That is awesome. Cameron's like, that just got dark quick. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you're like, and you get a pet, and then it dies. And then it dies. Oh, man. A Tamagotchi, I like that better. <laughs> I'm a uh, recovering workaholic, says Ginger. Yes, Ginger. Can confirm. Instead of working overtime, perhaps consider go home and hug a cat. Yep. Totally. Yep. It's way better. <laughs> Is there a Crouch, Crouch hard. hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's preparing. Thank you, Holly Cat. That ex- is exactly it is preparing. Yeah, it's the downtime. Get the metaphor to prepare before you jump. <laughs> Cameron's like, I'm gonna reset this so hard. <laughs> Kelly said, if I crouched, I wouldn't be able to get back. <laughs> I want to see that crouch leap. Record it. You got it, Dana. You got it. Oh. But not till January, because I don't have time to film a Crouch Leap. <laughs> In January, Crouch Leap video. Yeah, yeah. I can't. We're just going to crouch so hard. It's going to be gonna amazing. going to crouch like you would not believe. And then my Tamagotchis are going to thrive in 2023. That's basically the gist of it. That's the gist of it, yeah. yeah. All right, so... This has been so much fun. Why don't we sign off this podcast yeah, for all of our let's, listeners? <laughs> let's do that. Let's do that. All right, you guys. Um, thank you so much for being here and for everybody at home listening to this. Thank you guys so much for listening to this on whatever platform it is that you're listening to it on. And if this is your first time listening and you would like to subscribe to us or follow us, I'm not sure what your platform does, but go ahead and click on whatever it is that you got to click on so that next time we're doing this weird thing that we do, you guys could listen in. And other than that, uh, thank you guys so much. It's been awesome. Would you like to say goodbye, Clee? Good day, everybody. Adios. Adios.